Welcome to the SBP Podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you are listening to episode 110. Brad Kokus actually shot his film back in 2016 as he was fleeing Turkey while he was vacationing in Paris, in France. He was a journalist. If you know a little bit about the history of what was happening then, if you don't, that's okay. Barat is going to share just, just a tip of that. But he's going to share the reason why he was fleeing Turkey and wh- as a journalist and why he shot this story sort of as a journalist slash filmmaker um, with his phone, his iPhone. But one of the things that he's also going to share are some very intimate details about his film, The Lost Pen. The Lost Pen has actually won many awards around the world. And the film is almost 15 minutes long, and it was shot all in one take. Now, it's an exceptional film. His stories are going to keep you on the edge of your seat. Very captivating. And very inspiring. Um, I now introduce you to Barat. Hey, Barat, how are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you, Susie? I'm doing great. Hey, it's a uh... It's a real pleasure having you on our podcast uh, after, how long, how many years has it been? It's been 2017 uh, yes. all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. It's, yeah, it's an honor. Um, so, so listen, um, I wanted to share with our listeners your background story. Um, okay. You know, um, I, I introduced you at, a, at the beginning of the podcast, and I want to let everyone know how important it is and, and what an honor it is to have you on our podcast to share your background story, um, uh, starting from right before the Breakfast of Champions mm-hmm. uh, t- until the Breakfast of Champions. And I want to, you know, I've got some questions in my mind that I want to ask you. Yeah. Um, and also, I think we should start, though, a little bit about you, you know, um, who is Barat? You know, who, who, is, who is this guy? Yeah, it's a difficult question, you know, if you think like in a deep way, who I am, it's a big question, but I, I got it. I mean, I'm from Turkey, uh, Istanbul. Uh, I'm a journalist and filmmaker. Uh, I am living in France, Paris right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I just try to do, you know, uh, short movies and uh, I try to write my uh, feature movie and I, I try to continue to be a journalist at the same time. Uh, what I can tell you uh, right now, it's that, but of course, it's a big question who I am on the other hand. <laughs> All right, let me ask you better. What yeah. made you? How how did you come to be yeah. a journalist to start with? Oh, wow. It was actually, it was 
2013 in Turkey there was a big uh, manifestations uh, young people were uh, protesting the government for a park uh, it was a gezi park actually uh, it's a really big uh, moment in Turkey at that time and after th- those uh, uh, manifestation i i decided to be a journalist and then i i find a job uh, I was a reporter uh, for uh, international news uh, for, for a big newspaper, and then I I keep doing it uh, until now. But in 2016, uh, there was a, a coup attempt in Turkey, and then after that uh, horrible thing, I mean uh, the government uh, closed uh, like. 200 uh, media in Turkey, newspapers and uh, radio stations and television uh, channels and so on. And then they closed also the newspaper that I was working for. And after that, I decided to uh, come to France because it was kind of dangerous uh, for me uh, as a journalist. Uh, I mean, I call it like you know self-exile because at that time I I I did not know against me if there is a uh, uh, if there is a some uh, you know uh, something on court against me etc. But I this like I, a warrant a warrant yeah yeah I, yeah exactly. Uh, but I saw the situation and I uh, decided to not go back to Turkey because some of my friends were in custody at that time. And it was That's really so scary, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was really uh, dangerous. Actually, I was in in Italy for vacation with my girlfriend, uh, but mm. and it it happened. I mean, you that coup attempt in uh, in 2016 uh, July, uh, and then I decided to go to France because I can speak French. So I said to myself, it can be easier. Hey, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I, I came to here and uh, try to uh, uh, create a new life. Still, I'm working on it. Yeah. And uh, at that time, I did Breakfast of Champions. And thanks to you, I mean, you you choose it, uh, select it for your festival. So let me um, let me share with our listeners. So so first of all, um, you decided to become a journalist, but you had to have a little bit of background uh, yeah. to to feel like confident that you could do that. You of know, course. obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and when you you know, like what you were just saying that you were in in Italy, and mm-hmm. and then you you thought I can't go back mm-hmm. right? because mm-hmm. of this whole thing that's happening and I'm sure that was very scary and you're worried about your friends and your, you know, uh, you know, the people that you're close to there. But yeah, so you go to, you go to France Mm -hmm. and you basically, you go there, you go there with your girlfriend, right? Or no, no, uh, just myself. Yeah. And, um, so you go there all by yourself. You basically just have, you know, Whatever you brought to Italy with you? Yeah, just a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little. Your uh, toothbrush and your. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things and for so, two weeks. 
right? <laughs> the good yeah. thing is, like, you, you, I mean, whatever camera you had, right? At least yeah. you had your phone that yeah. had a camera. Yeah. Um, and so you, I mean, I'm sure there were a few days that led up to the moment of breakfast of champions, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the situation is you're standing in line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, was this the first day you had been in line? Uh, I mean, as a, as a, asylum seeker it was the first time yeah because it was the the day that you you have to have your um uh, appointment date you that's why it was the first line you had to do that and uh, and the and you should take your rendezvous you know me the the date for meeting uh the day that you can uh give your uh file to them so it so was that the was first. step one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, okay, it's uh, it's early six a.m. and I will be like uh, <laughs> at the at first p- person That's ironic, at the line. you guys, because it's yeah. six a.m. right now where Barat yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it, I was <laughs> like, okay, I will go there and I will be the first person because it's early because they will open the doors like uh, nine o'clock something like that so i was naive because but when i was there i saw that people are just sleeping uh, in the line to be in front of the everybody so i was the the i was like at the end of the line and you can see it in the movie so I was. Did you I, sleep yeah. at all the night before? I mean, because I'm imagining there's so many different situations and and reasons why people were just like exhausted. Yeah, I that, I was stressful. Yeah, it was not easy to sleep, of course. And yeah, yeah, I tried, but it was not easy, of course. And I'm sure everybody else was there in the same situation, and so they're waiting in line and they're just falling asleep right there. Yeah, yeah, there was, you know, they were sleeping on the on the ground actually in the line because they don't want to miss the, the, the their place and uh, actually the the reason wa- was you know the they opened the doors and just uh, I saw it at that day and in ten minutes they closed it and you see in the movie uh, the situation uh, at that time in two thousand. Uh, 17 it should yeah. be yeah uh, or or in it was in 2016 maybe anyway yeah so when when yeah. that happened was before you actually made made the film you know so and you submitted it for the 2017 which would have yeah. meant that you submitted it in 2016 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so there <laughs> yeah thank you thank You're you welcome. yeah so Yes, I was. The people were sleeping in the line because uh, the 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 people. I mean, they open the doors and close in ten minutes, and they accept like uh, twenty people or maximum fifty people. But in the line, there is uh, more than fifty people. Many, many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why, and I was not. Of course, I I, I could not enter. Uh, because I was, they closed the door and I was outside. And 
I tried, I mean, I continued to film because at that point when I was in the line, I, I saw the police officers and I said, why there is a police? Because, I mean, when you do line to go to cinema or whatever, another line, you know, oh, it's just well, yeah, a line. That's different, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I was like, okay, we are uh, asylum seekers, but still we are normal people. I mean, we right. we know how to do a line and... You know, if you don't do anything wrong, it's just waiting. I mean, but you see the I th- tension. I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think from their perspective, there is tension because people are very stressed and very dire and very um, desperate situations. Yeah. And so when things like th- when people are in situations like that, uh, things can happen where tempers, you know, people yeah. can 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 get really upset and angry and they have a reason to, but they, they're there to maintain, you know, yeah. uh, control of that somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. I understood yeah. also. Yeah. I understood all, but I was like, okay, so maybe something will happen. I don't know, but I should, uh, film it. Uh, and Good I said, you. yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay, how I can film it. Uh, I have my mobile phone. So just start to film with a uh, mobile phone. And I start to film it and then the story uh, came itself, actually. So after you filmed this, right, because it basically ends, I mean, there's just describe a little bit of the synopsis for for the filmmakers. We're going to put the link uh, where they can watch it, Mm -hmm. you know, in Mm -hmm. the in in the notes and in the article, but, mm-hmm. uh, just give them just, you know, basically this is, this is the film. Yeah. I mean, it's a film about, uh, people who are asylum seeker and who are waiting for their first, uh, appointment and, uh, but they cannot, uh, enter the, the to the bu- building and, uh, because, uh, responsible people they close the doors very very soon and after that they are on the street but uh thanks to some uh good people uh they can have a breakfast because uh there is a french people who are preparing breakfast for asylum seekers who are on the street uh, it was the synopsis of the film, but of course, then the story is uh, going uh, like a winter time, because people have to uh, live in the street uh, at the middle of Paris. Uh, it was like that. Yeah, the synopsis. Yeah, and so uh, when you're when you're watching the film, and it's a short film. I think it was only like three minutes, wasn't it? five maybe i don't know oh no it was yeah, i think yeah. it was a whole five minutes yeah um but it does it does have you know it's not like you know oh here's a video clip of this situation yeah. i mean yeah. it really plays out in it and it pulls at your heartstrings yeah. um it's a great story i know you won awards in in film festivals for it as well right yes yes yeah so um the story itself was very moving and i want to ask you in a minute here right after mm-hmm. i i mentioned this mm-hmm. i want to ask you about the title because i think that the title is just brilliant <laughs> thank you um yes 
Um, but I wanted, yeah. I want to mention that. So when Barat, it's like we're filling in to this, this whole story between you and I, right? Uh, for our listeners. But yeah. when Barat submitted the film in 2016, um, for me, right? Uh, I saw it and sometimes I watch films and, you know, like you watch something and it touches you in one way where you show it to somebody else and you don't know how they're going to feel it, right? Yeah. Or see it. And when I saw it, what captured my attention or or however you want to say that more than anything was the fact that I had this program uh, way back in 2009, I announced it right after I launched and publicized that I was creating this film festival. Um, and the, the program is called Community Stories. Mm-hmm. And it became the first category, official category for the festival. Yeah. And yeah. the whole purpose of Community Stories is that um, I had been working in video production for a long time mm-hmm. and I had witnessed many stories that we were telling, right? Because we were producing it with our cameras and editing and we were interviewing people and all of that. And I also, uh, in journalism, right? The reporters mm-hmm. go out and they report the stories of other people, mm-hmm. but the people themselves normally do not tell their own stories. And for me, when, as I was creating the film festival and, and putting things, you know, uh, together, you know, creating the website and all this stuff and adding the community stories program to it, um, this community stories program meant you have to be a part of the community or the culture that you're, you're telling the story of. So when I get this film from you, Barat, Mm -hmm. I was just... This is the ideal community. Well, I wouldn't say ideal, but it, I mean, it just, it, it screamed, Susie, this is a community story. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I emailed you, Yeah, you know, once, once we had the selections and we had selected all the films and I said, um, I, I probably asked you if you were able to come to San Diego because I didn't yes. know, you know, that, hmm. but, um, you, I asked you to at least send a video message for our attendees, and you did that. But what happened, Barat, mm-hmm. you weren't there to see this. So uh, I presented the, your message in the film and then just stood in front of our, our audience, and they were just, I mean, their faces, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. They were just quiet and looking like, uh, shocked, right? Because the situation of the asylum seekers in se- in 2017 was all over the news during the time. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Syrian civil war, it was a big mm-hmm. crisis in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and so as you can imagine, the timing of them seeing that was not at all like what they were looking at. I mean, they. I mean, I think it was a lot of like. Uh, I mean, it's very sad, you know, the people coming on the boats, you know, yeah. risking their lives, you know, all yeah. these things were happening, but none of them were talking about 
the people who made it to France or to any of the neighboring countries and how they were trying to settle themselves in some way, looking mm -hmm. for a new home, kind of, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And for when they listened to this story, I mean, when they watched it, mm -hmm. I mean, what you could capture was a moment in time in Barat's journey, <laughs> you know, and yeah. as, as a journalist, I mean, that's the other thing, you mm -hmm. know, um, journalists are a respected occupation, regardless of what, you know, how people feel about it because of politics, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's been a respected profession. Of course. You know? It is for and me always, yeah. Exactly. And so to imagine that journalists are there in this line, you know. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just very harsh. And so I yeah. asked people, you know, what did you think of it? And everybody was just shocked. And, you know, yeah. they felt, they felt, and that's that was the purpose that I wanted to convey. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the power the, of the story. Yeah, the contrast of that story. I mean, I was not there as a journalist. I was there as an asylum seeker, but at the same time, I was a journalist. So mm -hmm. my point of view was something from inside the story, because yep. I mean, you can be. A journalist, and you can film it too from outside the the line. But I was like, so that's why the the angle of the first shot is like point of view of a person, because I was not I was not there for my work. I was there for my uh, situation of my life, actually. And the fact that you filmed it on a phone, uh, I mean, it it was just. You yeah, know, that that's the power that we didn't have years ago. Yes, that's true. I mean, uh, if I had a camera at that time, I am sure that police will come and tell me don't don't film it because, uh, you know, uh, they don't want it and they can't. Of course, as a journalist, I have right to film it, but. They will tell me, oh, do you have a permission? Can I see your press card? Things like that. And I, at that time, I was uh, uh, like uh, without paper, you know, I mean, because, of course, I had my visa and everything, but not a uh, valid uh, press card for friends. So they could stop me if I had a, a traditional camera. That's for sure. So crazy. And you would think it would be the other way around. Right? And, you know, they saw that just uh, they did not know that at that time I will tell a story. They saw me, everybody in the line, they saw me. I was li like a regular asylum seeker with a, with a mobile phone and just he's filming and it's okay. I mean, who cares? Yeah. It was like that. And when <laughs> I, yeah, when I, when I asked me some people in, in the line, uh, they asked me, who are you? I said to them, uh, don't worry, I'm, a, I'm like you, a salium seeker. I'm here for my appointment in this line. But at the same time, I'm a journalist. So I wanna, I want to tell our story, this situation right now. I want that people see it. So they, they were okay. They were like, yeah, you can film. It's good. Wow. I think I think for our listeners who are listening to this, it may take a little bit for them, you know, like let that sink in, 
<laughs> you know, because that that's that's very powerful. That's more powerful than it seems at, at as you hear it. But if you stop to think about it, you know, that that's very powerful because they're going, you know, oh, you're in our situation, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you're a journalist and you're going to be reporting on this in some yeah. way. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. that's incredible. Um, okay, now let me ask you about the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the breakfast of champions because for me those people are champions because. Well, you really, have to know. I mean, I have to tell you. Yeah. I have to tell you this. Yeah. So there is a there is a cereal, a morning breakfast cereal, <laughs> uh, and the TV commercials <laughs> would say such and such. To be honest with you, I don't remember what the name of the cereal was, but the breakfast of champions. And I think they even wrote it on the box. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So when mm-hmm. I saw that, mm-hmm. the title, at mm-hmm. first, I wasn't sure what I was going to watch. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, those people are champions because... Uh, for their life uh, to survive and for their family, uh, they did something really, really hard. They left they their struggled. country. Yeah, they they had to leave their country. This is something really huge, actually. I mean, some people... It's a sacrifice. I mean, nobody yeah. wants to do that. Yeah, some people are thinking that, you know, against uh, migrants and uh, it's like, oh, easy, etc., etc. No, nobody nobody uh, like to uh, leave their country uh, and go somewhere that they don't know, actually. Even they don't know language and the, the everything, I mean. So... It was the those people were like you said maybe they crossed the 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 sea you know Mediterranean Sea and etc. So those people were to me they were champions, okay. And yeah. just uh, the breakfast was uh, the the what was happening. It was a breakfast, you know. After the line there, they were some volunteer people good people and they they just came to here to share a breakfast so they were also champions because they are trying to help other people who are in in in, in struggle and they don't know them but you know just they and it's really early and it was cold but they are there and preparing a breakfast for those people so they were also champions, and it was meeting of champions uh, during a breakfast. So it was a breakfast of champions to me. Yeah, it was, it's it's um, there's so many stories within the story of of the experience in that one little five minute film. Borat, let me shift. Let me mm-hmm. shift now. Okay. Let me shift gears. We're going <laughs> into third now. <laughs> um, let's talk about what's happened since because um i've i've been corresponding with you uh ever since right mm-hmm. yeah and uh as a friend and you know um i think some of the people that are listening who are filmmakers who have been a part of our film festival 
maybe just once or a couple times or whatever, know that um, the people that I meet through the film festival, the filmmakers, uh, a lot of them, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them, um, I mean, I love people that, that share stories and make films, and I want to continue to inspire you to do that. And you had um, several other films that you would constantly, you know, tell me, look, I made another, another film, but it doesn't qualify because of the length, right, of the, of the film. Yeah. And, and, um, and I always felt bad because I was like, he's going to get angry because I know <laughs> that I'm going to have to tell him it's not going to qualify and he can't, you know, and you really wanted to. And so um, a couple, uh, you know, I think it was like in 2020. Yeah. Right. After mm -hmm. we launched the the streaming service. Yes. I finally had a good. But but I'll come back to that. Yeah. So you in the meantime had been making films and you uh, were living. You, you found a, a decent living situation. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. right after Breakfast and Champions, how long? did it take for you from that moment? Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did it take for you to find a place where you could, you know, mm -hmm. where you could live like a, like a, like a, in some respectable way? I yes, say, right? yes, 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 yes. Well, uh, it, it took like uh, more than two years, two years, two and a half, something like that. After, oh. after big first of champions, I met with, uh, that association uh, some several months after that uh, la maison des journalistes uh, it's an association for uh, so your french is now perfect <laughs> 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 yeah it's not perfect but i try i try so <laughs> la maison des journalistes uh, it's a association for exiled journalists who are in paris and they they host those journalists they they give a room and you you live together with all uh, other journalists who came from other parts of the world where there is no freedom of speech unfortunately and i start to live there and i lived there for 2 years and then i when i had my statue as a political refugee I I left there because it was the policy when you have your paper, you can work here and then you can find other place so that you can leave the room and other person who needs it can come. It's like that. And after that, right. I, I moved uh, to my place. So it took uh, two, uh, two years, more than two years. It took a long, it took years for Rap. Yeah, you it just was. now moved and, and yeah. we're talking from 2016, right? Yeah, yeah. I came to France 2016 and yeah. I had my uh, statue 2018, February. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not. But easy. I mean, before that, I mean, it's not like you were sleeping on the street, right? No, 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 no. Of course okay. not. Of course not. Uh, no, I was lucky. I mean, like this. I was before that. I was working, so I had some money, you know, uh, okay. for for me. So I find the room, but my money finished uh, be, because it was long period, 
And then I find that association and they gave me the, that room. And yeah. it, it was for free because they, they were knowing that you don't have uh, permission to work as an asylum seeker. Uh, in France, it's like that. Uh, to to able to work, you have to be refugee. You have to be that. Uh, that you have to have that statue. And of course, there is uh, some helps uh, and not much. But so it was not easy. But I was not on the street. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so now two thousand. Um, not 13. <laughs> This is my history now. Uh, but 2018, you made another film. And it was called Sweat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you submit it because it's a music video, which is usually perfect for <laughs> the time, <laughs> the length that qualifies. Because most, most songs are about, you know, between two and... yeah. Four yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. So you submitted um, sweat, and yes. we're gonna we're gonna share this with everybody, uh, so that so guys, when we're we're mentioning these films, but you're gonna be able to watch them all. Mm -hmm. Um. So, sweat was a music video, mm -hmm. and you were actually did were you hired to do this? How? Tell me the a little. Tell everybody okay. a little bit about this. Yeah. yeah, you know, in Paris there is a Musée d'Orsay. Uh, it's a, uh, my favorite museum actually, and I was uh, visiting it with a friend, uh, a musician and painter, uh, Joe Langley, and he is singing at that uh, music video. So I was. Uh, he is from the United States, by the way. So. Mm -hmm. He was like, uh, you know, Barrett, I have an idea. Um, just could you could you film me for my uh, song, the sweat? Just I wanna walk and uh, with my little camera, please film me. It's is it okay, Exter? I said, of course, just do it. And we were at the museum, Dorsai, visiting anyway. So we go out and there there is a bridge just next by the museum, Dorsai. And he started to walk, and I said, wait a minute, you know what? I think it can be really, I mean, something better. Why just, I mean, you find you find a, a girl who can dance with you in the video, and I go to my place, I take my uh, a gimbal for my mobile, uh, for my smartphone, and I want to do it, uh, you know, more... Um, I mean, high quality, I will tell you. So I, I said to him, just find a girl that you can dance with her and I will take my gimbal and I will film it with my uh, smartphone and it will, be, it will be just one take, just one long take, no cut. And you will walk and you will sing on, on the bridge. He said, okay, just try it. And then we try it. Uh, we we took of course some couple takes, and then it was uh, the video sweat. That's the story. Yeah. So I well, was not. It came tired. out really it was, well. Yeah, it, it came out so well. Yeah, I love. I, I really love that uh, music video. Yeah, me too. And I love the music. is so lively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, great and, song. And and so. So from there, you've made a few other short films. Yes. Um, with your phone. 
So you, so you went from, so this is, so look, I'm not trying to offend Barat in any way, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to be very honest because Please. I would not be doing him any favors. So when you watch Breakfast of Champions, right, it's very amateur, right? Mm -hmm, it's a mm -hmm. very amateur filming, you know, it's yeah, handheld, yeah. it's right there, it's yeah. the moment. Yeah. And it's uh, it, uh, coming from from a reporter that's used to, uh, you know, a nicer camera. Yeah. You don't have to work so hard. It has some weight to it. All these things. Right. So you're seeing this. Right. And then you jump to that video sweat and the progress is incredible, <laughs> you know, because. Thank you. Yes. He used a gimbal. But here's yeah. the thing about that one long take. You follow this guy who's not only singing, but he's dancing around, yeah, yeah, yeah. moving across this bridge, or not across, but going down this bridge, walking down, dancing, moving, singing, all these things, and then the the choreography, right, yeah, of this yeah. this whole thing where the girl comes along, the, you yeah. know, there's a girl there, and she just and everything just looks like. It just happened. It doesn't yeah. look like it's planned. You know, yeah, the acting, yeah. you know, it was an act, but it was very well done. And then it just keeps going. It was very well done. And I think, um, you know, obviously we selected it. There's a reason <laughs> for it. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this wasn't a community story. Uh, it was a music video. Yeah. But it was really good. And Thank then you. you're very, very welcome. And then you <laughs> get to you know, COVID, yeah. COVID happens, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. And you're living in this, in this place. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, Barat turns around and makes how, how long it's like almost 15 minutes. A uh, film. Yeah. The, the lost band. Yeah. 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 And this film, he, uh, so let, I think I should tell them, how this comes along because anyone who knows about the international mobile film festival is going to say, well, that doesn't qualify Susie. <laughs> 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 so I found out about this film because he brought, you know, brought it to my attention and also because I'm connecting with everybody on social media. So sometimes I get to see things. I get to see what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, and he said, um, and I saw the film and he kind of mentioned it on a post or something on Twitter. And I said, hey, Barat, I got yeah. some really good news for you. Yeah. Like you probably remember this message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all those times that you've gotten mad. No. <laughs> that <laughs> no, you, no, no. you no, have, no, no. Um, you've wanted me, you know, the, the films didn't qualify and I felt bad. I really do. I yeah. always feel bad when I have to turn someone down because I want everybody to get in. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so <laughs> I said, I finally, and it's coming. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is yet, but it's coming. There's, there's a, there's a, a, a I, I don't know if I said platform or whatever I said, but I said, there's a, a way yeah. That you're going to love this and your film, regardless of how long they are, yeah. you're going to qualify. Yeah, and I was very excited. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was very excited. And, and, and then I left you there just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, we launched in uh, September 8th, 
2020, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, yeah, um, we launched the the streaming service for mobile films and smartphone films and videos. Yeah, and Barat was um, a few weeks after that. Uh, he submitted, uh, not like a film festival, but he submitted his film. Uh, shared the link, and I watched it to see if it if it could go on this platform. That was the first time I watched it, and I felt like a mom, right? Like <laughs> the mom being so proud of the child. Look well, how far he's come. That's a great story. So let's let's have you talk a little bit about how that came to be. Yeah. Um, and a little bit about the synopsis of it too. Okay. Uh, the Lost Pen is uh, is a one-take uh, short movie, uh, black and white, and it goes 15 minutes. And it's a story of a uh, Syrian uh, journalist and a poet who is looking for his pen. Actually, he has a pen, which is a gift of uh, his mother, and he lost his mother during the war. And he is right. If he has a idea for a poem, he is writing that poem with this pencil, only with this pen. So it is so special to him. One day, one uh, morning, he has an idea. He want to write a poem, but he cannot find the pen. So this guy, Karam, starts to uh, looking for that pen in the Maison de Journaliste, where I mentioned uh, before that association uh, where the exact journalists are living because Karam is living there. Uh, so that's the story of uh, the lost pen. But uh, if you ask me how it came, I mean, I wrote it when I was living in the Maison de Journalistes. And uh, honestly speaking, um, when I write something, a screenplay, Always the, the plays are really, they, they have an influence on me, really big. I mean, when I am somewhere, oh, I'm like, oh, okay, it's like very cinematographic. I mean, I can maybe write something about this place or a story uh, which is going on this place. So the, the Maison des Journalistes have two, uh, two doors for corridors. So you can make a tour. Uh, in the building without uh, any cut. So I said, you know what? I can make a movie, one long take without cut in this place, but I should make a tour. But why some person, protagonist, has to do all building a tour? Why? I mean, which is the... So I said to myself, oh, maybe he is looking for something that he lost. So the my protagonist have to lose something. So I was, okay, what? what? I mean, nowadays everybody can lose their uh, smartphones. But I was like, a smartphone, it's not so, it's not so, uh, you know. It's not uh, so romantic. It's not so romantic. I, you, I, I could not find a metaphor from that. Uh, so I was like, just a second. Uh, here, everybody uh, who are living in Maison de Journalistes they are journalists who lost 
their freedom of speech in their country. So, I mean, they are looking for freedom of speech. That's why they are looking for freedom of press. That's why they are in France. So they lost once freedom of speech. So I should find a metaphor for freedom of speech. I said to myself, okay, it can be a pen because we are writing with our pens. But I was like, okay, but nowadays you have computers, you have uh, your smartphone. I mean, nobody using, nobody writing with a pen. So I was like, okay, if this pen is something like magical, I mean, very special. I mean, you can you can't write something without this special pen. So I said to myself, okay, it should be a pen which is very special. But how a pen can be special? So at that time, I was a neighbor uh, who is living next door, uh, uh, and uh, it was a Syrian uh, photographer, journalist, and his name is Karam. He was my friend at those times, very young journalist from Syria. And I learned that he lost his mother during the civil war. So I was like, okay, I should. And I really, it was a good friend. I was, uh, I, you know, I really love my friend. So I said, okay, I will put Karam in my movie, but I will change a bit. I want it's a fictional, uh, a bit. So I was, was the story of the mother and the gift. It's coming from Karam, actually, because I learned that he lost his mother. So I said, okay. And the poetry part is, I, uh, it's from a bit uh, me, actually. I'm, I'm writing poems, too. So I said, okay, uh, let's see. And, you know, I mean, if uh, you try to write poems, sometimes you have some idea and you have to write it down. Because you can you can uh, forget it, so it's like uh, emergency situation when you had that brilliant ideas, brilliant words for a poem. So I said, okay, it can be a poet, but he is looking for the special magical pen because he lost it, and pen is actually freedom of speech, a metaphor, and everybody here they are looking for uh, that pen freedom of speech and i said okay during the way of that uh, that search he can he can meet with other journalists and they can tell him the real stories and they can the, i mean as a, uh, it as themselves they can tell their stories so that's why i choose my journalist friends no actors and I told them, listen, I, I, I try to write a screenplay. I, I want that you are in my film, but just tell me one story, one experience, real experience that you, uh, you had during this period. It's, it can be something uh, happy story or sad story, doesn't matter, because I don't want to tell just sad stories because you are a refugee, no. I mean, life goes on and right. sometimes there is some good things. So you can tell me something, a really good story, but you cannot forget. So they said to me, OK. And as a journalist, I took my notes. They explained the real story. And I, they, and, and I said to them, listen, you will play yourself. 
uh, and you will tell this story again during the movie. So I wrote the script, uh, screenplay. I gave them, they worked on it. But during filming, I told them, listen, forget my screenplay. It was your story. Just explain me again with different uh, sentences. It's not a problem because, no, it was one take and we were not, it was a no budget film. So there is no budget. We cannot uh, have uh, many takes, etc. So I told them, just this is your story. Forget my sentence. Just explain me again. So let me, yeah, this this is crazy though. So how did you coordinate? Because what happens is it's, because it's one long take and there's no yeah. breaks. Yeah. The timing of everything. Yeah. Has to be perfect. Yes, yes, yes. So people had to did <laughs> you have someone to, that that was running ahead saying, "Okay, they're coming." No. They're ready for your piece no, or no. anything? No. Wow. No, no. And you know what? Um the long uh, why it's one take because it's the place and also the story is uh you know I mean, I I want that uh, people who are watching the film uh, has the same time experience because, you know, trying to remember something or uh, forget an idea, it's about time. So I want that it's uh, the, the time of the film and the time that you watched it should be real and should be same. Because if you so cut, this is, yeah. This is why you won like a thousand awards for this film, uh, Barat. And this is this is why <laughs> uh, you um, you have come so far, you know, in in as a director. Thank and, you. and I'm not saying, oh, forget your journalist. You know, everything <laughs> everything is connected. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but your perspective as a director. And how you put these films together, you know, um, the story. I mean, you put more time in developing the story so that it has a meaning and it has a purpose for the viewer who's watching it. That's, that's where the success of your story is, you know, of your film. Um, I don't think it has much. I mean, look. When you when you made this, you, you, did you use a gimbal? Yeah. Yes. Did you use lenses? No, no lens, just gimbal. Okay. And then you recorded the audio separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then um and then you had uh someone. Did you edit it or did someone else edit? Actually, you know, there is no cut, but uh, for the um. For the end of yeah, the movie, you have, you to, have yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had, yeah, I had a, I had a one person who edited, yeah. Okay, so I mean, yeah, for listeners, it's like, well, it has to have titles. It yeah. has to, you know, you sometimes yeah. you have to work out a little bit or kink the 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 exposure or whatever too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, that the film came together very well, and it's like a like a play in a theater where the audience, though is riding on the shoulders of the camera pan person. Hmm. Okay. You know, and getting that perspective. And so you really bring the other effect because you were talking about the location. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm giving you a critical review. Here's the <laughs> <laughs> the review of your film. The the corridors. 
Yeah. So because the corridors are, even though they are white, yeah. right? Yeah. The the space of the corridors while you're filming him, you know, mm -hmm. with the, the doors opening and closing mm -hmm. and the people mm -hmm. coming in and out and all these things. Mm -hmm. That's just, um, it's really incredible that you did that because what it does is it puts the viewer smack in the middle of that space feeling really feeling empathy for him who lost his pen and is trying to convey to someone this is a very important pain uh pen but at the same time his mind is trying to remember the lines of the poetry that yes he wants to write. yes yeah 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 and so the viewer is feeling a little bit of that anguish and they're going through these corridors and there's the interruptions of people just Oh, let me share this. Oh, let me share that. You know, it's yeah, a very yeah. well-made film. <laughs> and so, yeah. And the fact that, you know, I think it was ideal. I don't think it could have been done as well with a traditional camera and and equipment and all that. I yeah, think because, the minimalist yeah, part yeah. It really worked well. Yeah, that's true. You are right. Because, you know... It's not a big corridor, so if you have uh, those cameras with cameraman, some mm -hmm. assistance for focus puller and everything, I mean you cannot walk like I walked. You can't because there is not enough place because the corridor is not so big. You see, it was uh, it was not uh, it yeah it was really with smartphone it was really a match. I mean. Yeah. So all those things together, um, I just want to, so we're, we're coming, uh, close to an, an hour here, but what I want to convey to, to our listeners is how inspiring it is to, you know, the progress that you've made and, you know, one day, you know, people will listen to this podcast, mm -hmm. you again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we'll go back and say, wow, those were my beginning days. Yeah. Because I I really do feel like as long as you keep pursuing this, Barat, and anyone out there uh, who's making films, you know, it's the story, Barat's story really is is very inspiring because you come from what they call humble beginnings, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, where you're, you're, you're doing something and, and then you, you, you keep at it. You, you find some sort of pleasure in doing this, you know? Yeah. And you keep at it and you keep at it. And, but you are learning so much along the way because you're taking the time to really process the thinking that's involved in making a story into a film, which is what you just explained in that whole explanation of how you how you created this story from a thought into something that was involved different people in the building and how the, the building itself is part of the, the story. You know, it's like one of the characters in the story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, shoot, I don't know what else to say, Barat. I mean, you've, you've done a really good job. <laughs> Thank you. Good Susie. job with this. Thank yeah. you very much. 
So let's just end this on a happy note to tell everyone that Barat's film, Barat is one of, um, he's a member of the Mobile Film Stories um, website, uh, which is the, the, the first streaming service uh, for only films shot with mobile phones and, um, and videos as well. And he's a member of that as an official filmmaker, um, streaming his films on this website. Do you want to add anything to that? Because we're going to share the link to your page. That's yeah, that's great. I mean, that platform is really, really, I'm very excited about it because you know what? I, during those days, I follow also festivals, you know, mobile film festivals, and also mm -hmm. other uh, classical festivals, like big ones, too. Yeah. And uh, what I recognize during those uh, mobile film festivals, really, you can meet very original and new ideas and very original and new ways of movie making. So in your platform, people will, will find those kind of film because, you know, some, I mean, independent people, if you give some opportunities, they can create something really new and revolutionary new. So that's why it is really, really interesting to meet with a mobile film and mobile filmmakers. So that's why I think it's really important what you do with this platform. Yeah, it's it's a space. It's yeah. really it's a platform and it's a space. Yeah, and exactly. Also, it's it's an opportunity as well. And you know, it's like if you're gonna create something, like sometimes, well, like okay, you're in France, so let's bring mm -hmm. up a bakery, right? <laughs> why does a bakery even exist? Well, there's a need for bread and pastries. Yeah. You know, there are people celebrate a lot. <laughs> yes. And so, <laughs> and when people celebrate, they like to, they like to, um, you know, have some pastries and some coffee, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, uh, and that's what this platform is. It's the bakery for the mobile. I feel like I'm being silly, but I'm just trying to convey the message. <laughs> um, Barat, I can only wish you the very, very best. In, uh, me too in the for you. Films. Thank you. I'm, Thank you. Yes. And I'm waiting for your feature film coming out soon, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I hope. Yeah. I, I really think you're yeah. ready. I really think you're ready. And, and it should be shot, all of it. <laughs> with a smartphone so that we can put it in mobile film stories and also because if you submit it to the festival maybe we can f finally have you here in san diego yeah yeah thank you Susie. i mean i have some some projects couple projects let's see let's see yeah not to yeah. put you on the spot in a public way this only goes around the world but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want, I can talk about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a documentary. Uh, it's like semi-mobile uh, film because some scenes uh, shot by smartphone, some scenes shot uh, by DSLR camera. 
Actually, it's about uh, African-American jazz musicians who are living right now in Paris. Mm. Uh, so it's about jazz. It's about uh, being African-American in Paris. How is it? Uh, it's about immigration. Uh, it's about home, actually. And the name of the documentary will be Jazz My Home. So I am editing it right now. Actually, it's a community story. I, I wish one day you can watch it. And I really like to talk about it with you. So the other thing is a short film. Uh, it's like Saving, Saving the Flower, the name of the film. Uh, it's a film noir. And nowadays, I think to film it with a smartphone. <laughs> I can tell you that. You did film it with a smartphone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you know, I support you no matter, no matter what. So, and I, and I think I need to say that more often because I'm so passionate about this. Some of the filmmakers, you know, that have made a film, then later go, well, I've made another film, but it wasn't shot with a smartphone. I'm so sorry. They act like they're breaking my heart. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know that. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, the only reason I want you to make films with the smartphone is so that I can, I can, you know, present it and have it be a part of what I'm doing. Yeah. But aside from that, you're a human being, you're a filmmaker, and I totally support you because... Uh, even if you're out there and you're listening and you're a filmmaker and you haven't made any mobile films, I still support you. And I'm hoping that you'll at least make one film with your smartphone so that you can interact with this incredible community of people like Barat and many others. Um, Barat, thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Susie. Do you have s let's let's uh, let everybody know, just in case they, they don't feel like reading the notes, uh, your Instagram uh, is Rookie Skybird. Yes, exactly. And on uh, Twitter, you are Barat Gokus. Yes, yes. And My that name. is spelled with two, yeah, two A's great. and two K's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two A and, and two K's. Uh, and the same on uh, on Facebook, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And you also have a Facebook page for The Lost Pen, right? Yes, 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 that's true. Okay, it's is it called The Lost Pen or Lost Pen on the, Facebook? The, the Lost Pen. Okay, good. And why don't you say what you the title in French? Le Stylo Perdu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could not do that. So, all right. Well, thank you again, Barat. Say thank goodbye you. to our listeners. Thank you. Goodbye. And thank you very much for your time. If you want to ask a question or write me, you had my social media addresses. Uh, feel free. And uh, please uh, really uh, just check out that uh, mobile filmmaking uh, platform. You won't regret.